Welcome to The Crystal Show, and tonight we're going to be talking about Jesse Williams and his explosive speech at the BET Awards, plus the Texas mom, who was an advocate of the ownership of guns, ends up killing her two daughters and getting killed by the police herself. Get your browser on here for IE, Firefox, Chrome, Safari. Get on it. Crystal show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. Hey, look, let me hey. pick something. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be nice. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get real down and dirty. Hi hey guys, my name's Becky. You're on the Crystal Show. I didn't feel it might not be. I, 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 I don't have a problem. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say, right. yes, talk about it. Talk about it because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how, how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American, crime, wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. All right? Make some noise. 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 Alright, what's up everybody? And welcome to Get Crystallized Celebrity Buzz. Okay, what's on everybody's mind tonight? That has got to be Jesse Williams at the BET Awards. My God. First of all, I have to say, Jesse Williams is hot. Okay? I mean, those blue eyes, are you serious? I just cannot take it. <laughs> blue eyes, you know, brown tan skin, and a brother. Yes, if Jesse Williams is not anything, he at the BET Awards, he was awarded the Humanitarian Award, and that was on Sunday night on June 26, 2016. He gave an amazing speech. An amazing speech that actually, two things that I was like, oh my God. Well, basically everything he said, I was like, you are amazing and I just cannot believe you exist in this world. But uh, first of all, A, he's a black man who gives the, you know, he says, we love, you know, we got to do better by our black women. We, ha you know, and I'm like, oh my God, thank you. There were so many women in the audience who stood up and clap. So for the rest of you black men, you need to be thinking about that. Why are they standing up? They're standing up because you guys don't stand up for us, you know? And so, yes, that is amazing that he would even put that in his speech. And his mother is a white woman. Kudos to her for raising, you know, a beautiful man. Kudos to his father for raising, who is a black male, for raising, you know, a beautiful man. And this isn't his first time at the rodeo. I mean, Jesse Williams has been speaking out for years, you know, and people, you know, I heard something today where someone was saying, oh, he's like the next Harry Belafonte. I'm like, okay, why is he the next Harry Belafonte? Is it because he is also someone who is, you know, mixed, you know, or, you know, who is lighter skinned or whatever as a black person? Does that make him Harry Belafonte? Or are they using the term of the fact that he was, he is a um, successful Hollywood actor and he is speaking out? Okay, well, maybe we'll say that it was that and not you know what I said at first <laughs> but it's probably a mixture of both but anyway let's take a listen to part of his speech of what he had to say this award 
This is not for me. This is for the real organizers all over the country, the activists, the civil rights attorneys, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide and impoverish and destroy us cannot stand if we do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. The more we learn about who we are and how we got here, the more we will mobilize. Now, this is also in particular for the black women in particular who have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. We can and will do better for you. Now, what we've been doing is looking at the data and we know that police somehow manage to de-escalate, disarm, and not kill white people every day. So what's going to happen is we are going to have equal rights and justice in our own country or we will restructure their function and ours. Now, I got more, y'all. Yesterday would have been young Tamir Rice's 14th birthday. So I don't want to hear any more about how far we've come when paid public servants can pull a drive-by on a 12-year-old playing alone in a park in broad daylight, killing him on television and then going home to make a sandwich. Oh, and the second part I, I wanted to make sure to mention for myself was the fact that he mentioned uh, Tamir Rice, which pisses me off more than anything. Trayvon Martin, that pisses me off because there were children. They were children, little boys, and especially for Tamar, Tamir Rice, who was clearly a child playing with a gun that was clearly a toy gun, which the person who even called in the 911 call, which I don't even know if he should have did, but whatever, he did. But even when he said, when he called in 911, he said, look, it's probably a toy gun. It looks like a toy gun from here. And he was like, you know, across the street and shit, you know. So, but the police came and immediately, and we've seen this video over and over again, he immediately started shooting and he killed Tamir Rice just point blank without any discussion, without any, hey, what are you doing? Put the gun down, you know, or whatever. They had their car to shield them in case someone started shooting. They have their guns in hand, so if they did start shooting, then you can shoot back. But none of this would have happened if they had just said, put your gun down, stop what you're doing, or whatever, to get this kid to go, whoa, what, what, what? you know, and to put the gun down. He would have dropped it, I'm very sure. And he, this just upsets me so much. But anyway, let's listen to Jesse Williams and what he had to say at the BET Awards. I mean, amazing. I mean, people stood up. I, you know, I'm hearing people just coming out saying all these kinds of things like they are. They were inspired and everything about the things that he had to say. And I am in inspired and I am in awe and I am glad that he's continued. I mean, some of the things that he said over the past, I'm like, damn, Jesse, you're light-skinned. <laughs> What's your deal? But, you know, he is a man, a human being, who is very serious about what's going on. And, and you know, he has a platform that he actually uses. And there are plenty of, of black Americans who are famous, who have platforms, who could use it for this type of purpose, but they do not. Okay. And so I have to say kudos to Jesse Williams for doing this. So blue eyes and all. Oh, my my God, he's so gorgeous. He is my type of gorgeous. And he has a wife. We know that. And she's black. Okay, just 
so you know. <laughs> but anyway, beautiful man. Applause, applause, applause. Now, another guy who did not get so good out of this, Justin Timberlake. Justin motherfucking Timberlake. He goes online and he says, Jesse Williams, though. And then he, you know, he says, hashtag, you know, kudos to Jesse Williams. You know, you just basically, I'm paraphrasing, he just basically says, you know, he's supporting him. And I'm on the side of Justin Timberlake because he was just supporting him. He was just saying, yeah, that's right. We should all think about being more a race of one as opposed to trying to categorize ourselves. And it's all about love. It's all about the human race as opposed to all these other things. And that's basically what Justin Timberlake was saying. And I applaud him for even chiming in because, yeah, you know, as a part of the human race, not part of the white race or the black race or whatever, just a part of the human race. Thank you for even saying yes. But he got a lot of backlash on Twitter saying that, oh, well, you weren't so, you're going to go back and you're going to apologize to Janet Jackson, which you half apologized and you didn't really apologize to Janet Jackson about 10 years ago when her boob popped out. Okay, first of all, Janet Jackson's had a boob malfunction. She had a wardrobe malfunction. Okay, whose fault is that? That's Janet's and her people's fault for not putting her thing on correctly. I mean, did you not know what his move was going to be? And it doesn't even matter. You should, you know, if you think for one second that this could possibly fall down and reveal your boob, um, then maybe you should either choose another outfit or secure it a little better where there's no way for anyone to pull it down because it's all connected. There's no way to do it. So maybe she should have chosen a better outfit. I do not blame Justin Timberlake for the goddamn Janet Jackson incident. Okay, I don't. I'm sorry. I do not. So anyway, so he gets blamed for that. And then people go on and say, oh, well, you are, why don't you apologize for taking the, taking over the black culture by singing their music? Okay, first of all, when the fuck did music become categorized? Seriously. No. When the fuck did it become categorized? Okay. When did it become categorized? When did someone say, okay, you're white, so you can only sing pop, country, and rock and roll? When the fuck did that become the thing? When did it say, okay, and if you have to say that, then you have to say, okay, you're black, so you can only sing rap music, gangster rap, all that rap shit, and hip-hop, whatever, and rhythm and blues, and maybe in some jazz, especially down-home jazz. You can sing that shit. So, if you venture into, like Rihanna has done, ventured into pop, um, like Beyonce has done, has crossed over or whatever, and ventured into pop or whatever, you can't sing pop because you're not that. Okay. You're not pop. You're not alternative uh, rock and roll. You're none of that. Jimi Hendrix, you shouldn't exist. Okay. You just should not exist. And you are horrible for even, you know, playing your riffs. And Prince, I'm sorry, but you should not own a guitar and play it in that nature because therefore you are crossing over into rock and roll, which, you know, makes you, you know, not black, even less black or something. It's the most stupidest thing ever. And they say that for Justin Timberlake should have apologize for singing the kind of music that he wants to sing. Now, did anybody ask Robin Thicke to apologize for singing R&B music? Okay. Did anybody ask Robin Thicke to apologize for even sounding black? Because let me tell you something. When Robin Thicke comes on the tube or comes on the radio and he's just talking, I swear to God, if I didn't know it was Robin Thicke, I would think it was a black guy. He has that kind of, you know, black guy-esque accent. He does. So I think it was stupid. I think it was ridiculous. But 
But anyway, Justin Timberlake, being the great man that he is, comes out and he apologizes to black America and saying, you know, I'm sorry, I was misunderstood. I didn't mean to offend, blah, blah, blah. He shouldn't have to do that. Justin fucking Timberlake, of all motherfuckers, should not have to apologize for his music or apologize for for supporting what someone else, another black man, says on a major show that everybody agreed upon and found inspirational. But no, he has to apologize for agreeing with him. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. That is so ridiculous. You guys are stupid and ridiculous. And then go and say, well, you need to support Black Lives Matter more. What the fuck? First of all, I don't even support all of what Black Lives Matter represents. And what about the fact that some of the founding members of Black Lives Matter are now in jail or under investigation because they're full of shit? So, don't even go there with me, okay? Don't even go there. All right, you know, crazy, 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 crazy. Let's go on to the next topic. And Justin Timberlake goes back on Twitter at the end of all this, says, Oh, you sweet soul, the more you realize that we are the same, the more we can have a conversation. Bye. In other words, bye, Felicia. You know, and then he has to come back and says, I feel misunderstood. I responded to a specific tweet that wasn't meant to be a general response. I shouldn't have responded anyway. I forgot this forum sometimes. I was truly inspired by Jesse Williams' speech because I really do feel that we are all one, a human race. I apologize to anyone that felt I was out of turn. I have nothing but love for you and all of us. Signed, JT. Oh my god. More in the news is regarding this Texas mom who has decided to kill her daughters and then she was killed in trying to capture her. This is so ridiculous. And actually what's so funny about it, and not even funny actually, is that the Democrats conduct an old-fashioned sit-in to try to handle gun control. Now, this was reported on GetCrystallized.net on June 23rd, 2016 that the Democrats in the House decided they were going to do a sit-in because of the gun control law that Republicans in Texas tried to put through. And here are some quotes. Democrats continued to occupy the House floor this morning. About two dozen stayed through the night. And they quote, this isn't trying to come up with a solution to a problem. This is trying to get attention. The speaker complained on TV late last night that is neither true nor fair. And the thing is, what's so funny about this, and then we come back to the Texas mom, which is Christy Sheets, a Texas mother who was actually a um, Republican who was very astute applying for her gun rights. She even posted a lot on her Facebook page stating that, you know, the famous meme about gun control, of course, blaming Obama, saying that Obama wants to take away eight of her guns and guess how many guns she has. And she has 10 guns. So guess how many guns she has left? 10 guns. And I've seen this meme before. So she just, you know, kind of reposted that. And, you know, this is a woman who killed her daughters, her 17-year-old and 22-year-old daughter over a fight that was occurring in the home. What's so interesting about it, outside of the fact that she was a Republican and that she um, wanted gun control, and I know everybody's trying to spin this this way to say, see, 
look, here's a woman who was interested in, in having gun rights and having guns in her home, and boom, she she went and killed her two daughters, and if she hadn't had all these guns or access to guns, then she wouldn't have been able to do that. The one thing I want to bring up is the fact that she um, had a history of mental illness, and that she was estranged for her husband from her husband, and they had tried to get back together recently, and I guess she was supposed to be remarried to him today, um, June 27th. Um, there was an argument that occurred, and she was not able to be remarried because she killed, you know, her her children, her two girls. Now the shooting happened Friday afternoon on uh, Rimsdale Hollow Lane in in the Katy area, which is Texas, according to Fort Bend County investigators Taylor Sheets, who was 22, and Madison Sheets, who was 17, were shot and killed by their mother, Christy Sheets, who was 42. The police officer who responded to the shooting fatally shot Christy Sheets. Eyewitnesses has confirmed that today was going to be Taylor Sheets' wedding day. On Facebook, her fiancé's family member posted, y'all were a part of our family, and that will never change. The greatest in-laws anyone could ever have, and the sweetest, most wholesome and caring girls in my life. I look up to you all so much. Y'all were a light in the midst of this crazy world. We will all love you too until the end of time. We also learn in the news and from new details about the, what deputies say happened right before the shooting. According to investigators, Christy Sheets had pulled her daughters and her husband Jason together for a family meeting. Well, family meetings never go well. During the meeting, investigators say that Christy Sheets held up a gun and shot both of the girls. Jason and both daughters managed to run outside through the front door. Madison collapsed and she died. Jason ran to the end of the cul-de-sac. Taylor ran to the street and investigators say that Christy had followed her, shooting Taylor again. Witnesses say Christy went back into the home to reload and then shot Taylor one more time. Taylor was flown to Memorial Hermann Hospital where she eventually ended up dying. Sources say that Jason and Christy Sheets had an embattled relationship. Eyewitness News was first to report that Christy Sheets had a nine-month lease at a Katie apartment from December 2014 to August 2015. It's that time she worked for John Hollis. Hollis and Sheets worked as part-time receptionist for five months at his tattoo removal business, but on LinkedIn, she said she worked there for more than two years and was a manager in charge of daily operations. He asked her to take it down, but she didn't. It's not a typical behavior at all, said Hollis. It's behavior of someone trying to present themselves other than what they truly were. Now, we have also learned that uh, from the Fort Bend County Sheriff's Office that they have responded to 14 calls for service at the residence since January 2012. You know, this is something that is when a cop 
When cops are called for domestic um, situations, they tend to not do anything. The only time they take a person in is when they are actually physically looking like they are bloodied or they've been hit or whatever. And then the person who is scarred up, you know, is the victim. And the person who's standing next to them um, is the one who is, you know, the perpetrator and will be taken in and possibly prosecuted. But also they could possibly not be prosecuted and just say, hey, take a walk, walk it off. So domestic abuse, there needs to be laws changed in domestic abuse. And when you, you have to take it seriously because a lot of times people think, oh, well, it's the husband who is doing all this stuff, but it really could be the wife who is unstable, who is angry for whatever reason, and also needs to be taken just as seriously as if it was a husband. Now, if this was a husband, a male, if she was, was reversed, then they probably would have eventually taken him in or, or, you know, removed him from the home more so than if it was a woman. But this is a situation, this is the way they deal with domestic violence, which is actually really wrong. Now, they say that there were days when she wouldn't come to work and there were days when things didn't add up. And this is from her boss, who she worked with, John Hollis at the Tattoo Removal Company. Hollis, her boss, says that Christy Sheets painted a different picture on her LinkedIn account, you know, and he was really, you know, upset about what she was trying to present herself as this very, you know, um, business-like person. But that, you know, people do that, you know, they try to present themselves one way when they're really not, not another way. Because first of all, we all know that a lot of people do this on their resumes and LinkedIn is basically a live resume. So yeah, you're going to put that you were this and you were better than this. You're going to leave out all the bad stuff and you're going to put all the good stuff. I mean, that's just natural. You know, these are the things that we have to take into account. It is shocking. They say, you know, the neighbors were shocked. I don't know why they always put the neighbors are shocked. First of all, neighbors love you when you don't do shit, when you don't disturb them. People next door to you love you if they never hear you or they never see you or when they do see you, you're going to your car and you look like respectable human beings. They do not give a shit what's going on in your house as long as it does not bother them. So it's always, you know, amazing to me when people say that, oh, the neighbors didn't realize this was happening. Oh, they seem like a great couple. You only saw them for like, what, two or three times uh, a week, maybe, when you were looking out your window and you saw them going to their car? What are, you gonna be, what are they going to be doing? Fighting on the way to their car? Cursing on the way to their car? I mean, sure, we have people who are neighbors who scream and yell and they turn their music up too loud. Probably those are the people you less have to worry about because they're getting their aggression out is the other people that you never hear that probably are the ones who are end up killed. That's the way it always seems, you know, because everybody who comes back says, oh my God, they were such great people. They never seemed to be. They were always playing and they were always nice and sweet. Yeah, you didn't even know who they were. You probably barely knew their name. Nobody talks to their neighbors anymore. I don't even know why they even try to get any kind of response from a neighbor. Neighbors don't know who the fuck you are. Hell, your goddamn co-workers don't even know who the hell you are anymore. This is a society where people don't interact with other people. If you wanted to know about somebody now, you need to go on Facebook. You need to go on the other social media. You need to read their goddamn blog. Maybe that'll tell you a little bit about where their mind is at. So anyway, this, I bring this up because this is, first of all, this is just ridiculously sad. She has been reported that she had a history of mental illness, which was probably unchecked. Many people, they just 
and I've talked about this before uh, regarding suicide, people just, and I look at this actually as a suicide, as a murder-suicide, because she was probably acting specifically in a, an erratic way where they had to shoot her because she still had the gun in her hand. She was still acting erratically, so they had to shoot her in order to stop her. This to me is like a suicide by police. And it's really sad. It really is. For a mother to kill her two children, she already had a mental illness or instability that people knew about. Her husband was in and out of their lives. Maybe he was coming back trying to patch things up. He obviously loved his children, and he probably just wanted things to work out, but it didn't. And instead of getting her true clinical help, he decided, or they, or fa her family, or whatever, decided to ignore it. She was just upset. She was just stressed. People are truly in pain. You need to figure out how to help them. Just like the guy who went into the bar and killed those people in Florida. You know, you want to blame it on Taliban because that's so simple and it has nothing to do with our lives. It's just some weird, crazy terrorist plot, but it wasn't. This guy was in pain and he was in pain because of his culture and because he was gay and he thinking no one would accept him and because he was he thought he had AIDS and just so much was going on and he had nowhere to turn so the only way he only way he can do anything was to lash out and I'm not making excuses for them either one of them but I'm trying to tell you guys you have to take it seriously when someone says I'm tired I'm sick I need help and no one will help me. No one will hear me. No one will talk to me. No one will acknowledge me, who I am. So I have no recourse but to take it out on everybody around me because no one gives a shit anyway. So why should I? Alright. <laughs> that is the news. This was happening on Get Crystallized. Celebrity buzz. Up to the date headlines. Please go to thecrystalshow.com to check out other podcasts. Please go to Facebook. Search for The Crystal Show Group because we have a group in there where we talk about different things and we bring the different things up. Make sure that you join and subscribe to the newsletter at Get Crystallized so you can see what's going on on a daily basis. Thank you so much for listening. And we're going to end with a beautiful, happy song by Justin Timberlake himself called Can't Stop the Feeling. See you next time, guys. Peace, two fingers. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it. Moving so phenomenally. You more like the way we rock it. So don't stop. When you dance, dance, dance
show was created, written, and hosted by Crystal Hickerson. It is produced and co-hosted by Andre Saunders. The Crystal Show is owned and operated by Trinity Productions. For more information on the show, please visit thecrystalshow.com. Thank you for listening. 